0: Hey, corn growers, welcome back to another episode of Keeping It Independent, of course, brought to you by Wiffles Hybrids. I'm Eric Wilson, agronomy manager in uh, Southern and Northeast Iowa. Joined today, I've got Jared Goplin, my counterpart to the North, Uh, wanted to open it up. I think we're going to have kind of a harvest-themed, all things to do with harvest episode today. We'll try and keep this as short as possible, but I know Goplin likes to chat, so... Uh, go ahead and give me an update on uh, how are things coming out in your part of the world.
1: Yep. Uh, so this is one of those years, too. You know, it seems like variability has been the word that we've used to describe the years, the last few. Uh, I guess. Uh, and this year is no different. Um, you know, across the regions I cover, so northwest Iowa, into Minnesota, South Dakota. Um, man, there's some areas that have got a good chunk of corn acres done already, uh, a good chunk of beans uh, combined. And, and there's other areas that really haven't even gotten going uh, and I think a lot of that story comes down to moisture and, you know, how much uh, moisture they had, especially late in, late in that grain fill period, uh, whether or not the crop died early uh, due to that heat and drought, you know, kind of over that Labor Day weekend. Um, but, you know, there's just a lot of different factors feeding into that. So, um, again, you know, variability in terms of yield reports too. Uh, some, you know, fairly poor, obviously, in, in the real light ground, dry areas all the way to, you know, really exceptional yields, um, you know, s- uh, above 250. Uh, in some areas. And and a lot of those areas with better yields are, you know, wetter. Uh, That's one of the complaints, I guess, from the higher yielding areas is, you know, a little bit wetter uh, crop. uh, Whereas the poor areas, you know, when we died early and that corn was basically black layered in August, (laughs) there was a lot of heat that early part of September to get things drying down. So it's kind of all over the board and it kind of just depends on, you know, whether you were a a winner or a loser uh, earlier in the year with rainfall, I'd say.
0: I I would add on, I mean, uh, you know, I don't think anybody for the most part, and at least in Iowa was untouched by the drought uh, conditions we had this year at some point. But I would say harvest reports so far, um, you know, I have a lot of guys telling me it's, you know, not certainly not their best crop, but they're pretty happy with what they are getting out there. And I I would say the same thing, a lot of infield variability. I had someone tell me just the other day, you know, it was a particular field they were in, it was going from uh, i believe it was 130 bushel up, up to over 230 bushel sometimes in the same pass so uh like you said it's just just kind of how everything finished out at their at the end and 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 now i got guys talking about uh you know why is the corn drying down so slow which you know we I, we pitched this to you earlier jared and you kind of laughed at us a little bit um, cuz like you said you got a guy, you got guys that are way ahead of harvest schedule
1: yeah, I know. When, once you get into really that northwest corner of Iowa, kind of the Sioux Falls area and, and north, I mean, man, we, you know that area is is two, if not more, uh, weeks ahead of normal in terms of GDU accumulation. A lot of that comes back to early May or, or May and June. Honestly, that's kind of when we got got off to a quick start and and the crop was really ahead of what we uh, normally would expect. So, you know, early September, man, there was a few combines in the field, and I think made a lot of guys nervous and. And, uh, you know, some of the droughty areas, you know, were dry and the other areas obviously were a little bit wetter, but I think a lot of it does come back to, you know, just the the fact that that area, um, as you get to the North and West was, was a lot warmer than normal. And as you get down you know, closer to the center part of Iowa, uh, a lot more normal, I guess. Yep. So it's, it's just kind of all over the board in terms of where that crop's at.
0: You made a good point earlier when we were chatting, uh, you know, talking about how a crop finishes out, um, and, uh you know, I've seen years before and I think you have too, where, you know, that, that last leg of grain fill, filling those kernels, um, sometimes you can get in a situation where you're, you know, below 30% moisture and you still haven't black layered yet. Cause it just, the end of the season is so good. There's a lot of cases this year where that didn't happen. Right. So we were, you know, probably in that 30 to 35% or, uh, moisture range when things did black layer. And, um, you know, for us, as, especially as you get on the Eastern side of the state, if you, kind of persisted through that last really hot streak we had there, uh, in September and you, you made it through that. Well, uh, after the heat shut off, it, it kind of got doomy and gloomy and, uh, temperatures have dropped off. So we haven't, we honestly have not had very good drying conditions to get this, this crop to dry down. So there's, there's, there's a lot of 23, 24% corn out there.
1: Yeah. I know the, some of the, the areas that I, you know, have uh, you know have had issues or, or questions about slow dry down i mean you know the first step of dry down really starts before black layer even and that's where you're basically displacing moisture with you know starch yep. you know so like the last couple of years we've had really good late grain fill conditions um you know like last year I, I remember getting a few pictures of you know corn that hadn't black layered yet and it was 25 percent moisture already which is you know by far on the dry end of, of that spectrum you know, really, we figure like 25 to 40 percent is kind of the, the extreme range of, of uh, moisture at black layer. You know, so we're kind of coming off of a couple of years where we did probably have drier than normal corn at maturity. And then, you know, if, if we black layer early September, you know, that's where I think we're really across Iowa, Minnesota, three quarters to one point per day is, is typically what you can expect. Um, but of course, weather is really the determining factor there. You have a lot of you know 80 degree weather and wind. You're going to lose a point per day, but uh, you know we've been the same story. We've turned kind of gloomy, cloudy, and, and obviously the crop's not losing any moisture uh, on these types of days either. Um, but you know it kind of sets itself up, I guess, uh, for dry down and uh, kind of what that black layer percent moisture is. You know, even going into into that uh, black layer phase, late grain fill, and and we didn't have excellent conditions. I wouldn't say uh, that late grain fill phase in a lot of areas.
0: Right. Right. I mean uh, you said it you know 80 degrees and windy um I would caution you know I've seen a few fields where I'd rather not see the wind at this point <laughs> there's I've I've looked at some 26% corn that uh it it looked like uh you know a small slight breeze would probably knock it over so that's that's my plug to
1: be checking your guys stocks if you haven't already uh, regardless of how wet that corn is <laughs> Yeah, yeah there's some uh, there's definitely some weak stocks out in the world. you know anytime you get these stresses late, you know that corn cannibalized itself and yeah, there's not a lot hanging on in some no, areas and no. and honestly, ear set was fairly high, I'd say at least in the in the areas that had heat early. Um, I'd say fairly fairly high ear set even in some of the poor yielding areas you know that that missed some of those rains. I mean the the, the ear set is still fairly high. so yep. you can obviously catch a lot of wind when you get that ear up in the air. So uh, certainly a concern, do the push test.
0: Yep. Do the push test. I mean, and guys like, you know, on the Eastern part of the state, you know, we're getting some, some kind of rainy, misty weather. We're not getting a lot of rain, but it's just kind of been overcast. And, and then it seems to get warm again, you know, in the afternoon, it looks like we've got some eighties in the forecast coming up and uh, that's going to put anything that's living out there on that stock into overdrive. And they're going to start chewing right through that stuff.
1: I guess, you know, in terms of Once guys get in the field, too, the other thing, I guess, a reminder is to check behind the combine, you know, for harvest loss. um, You know, a lot of times we'll say about two kernels per square foot equals a bushel. You know, that's assuming about a 90,000 kernel bushel, you know. So, you know, in in the more stressy environments, that's probably about right. But in the higher yielding environments, I mean, it takes a lot less than that, maybe a kernel and a half per square foot. So. Uh, just kind of the reminder, I guess my favorite thing is to make the uh, grain cart operator doing that, you know, while they're waiting for the combine. It's a good chance to jump out, stretch your legs and, and count kernels on the ground, relay that to the combine operator. So
0: Well, they don't have anything <laughs> else to do, so that's what they can do.
1: They, I, I, exactly. And if there's losses, then it's the, the cart operator's fault. Right?
0: right, right. It's all about blaming him. It is always the cart operator's <laughs> fault. Uh, for those of you that aren't aware, it's always the cart operator's fault. <laughs> uh, something I know we can plug it to, we've got a nice dry down article, um, our harvest loss article based on moisture. I know we can put that in the, in the, uh, podcast notes for anybody that wants to take a look at that. But, uh, like Jared said, those losses can be significant, uh, especially as, as moisture tends to start dropping, um, it can be as much as over a percent per percent of moisture. If I recall,
1: Iowa state does have a corn dry down calculator, um, that, uh, probably isn't isn't utilized as much as it maybe should be. Uh, So I did actually plug that in as well. Say you had 25% uh, corn, you can select your location. So I selected Spencer, uh, Iowa. And over the course of the next week, it predicts looking at weather, the weather forecast that we'll lose about four points in the next week or so. So uh, we can uh, certainly put that link in the, in the show notes, uh, or if you Google just Iowa state grain dry down calculator pops up, it's kind of a useful tool, at least incorporating the weather forecast.
0: With that, Goplin, I, uh, I think we hit on just about everything harvest-related, haven't we? I think so. That's uh, that's pretty much the high notes anyways. As a reminder, if you uh, want to text any one of us, just reach out, or you can send an email directly to agronomy at wiffles.com. Uh, and I don't know if we mentioned it in a while, but you know, we do have hats for those of you that participate in stuff like that. Maybe even something better. I don't, I don't know what Mitch has in the storeroom, uh, in Geneseo, but we do have some swag that we're willing to give out if you guys give us some feedback. So with that, thanks for listening. Uh, and as always, please stay safe out there this harvest when, when everything's coming and going, uh, take some extra time and, and make sure you get home safe at night. Thanks guys.
1: I forgot to slip corn rootworm in there somewhere. Oh, <laughs> corn rootworm! <laughs> this might be the first podcast in like three months. <laughs>